doing out there today, this wonderful Monday afternoon? <laughs> Hope everybody's having a good day. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Hey, this is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And it's Monday. Aren't you glad you're here? <laughs> oh, well, well, well. <laughs> what a great, great, great way to start the week. Anyway, so since you're here, what are we going to talk about? And uh, what are we going to talk about? Monday is open mic today. Whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind, we can talk about it. Yes, sir, buddy. We can talk until you turn blue. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Um, you want to be a part of the show today? No problem. There's multiple ways you can do it. But the easiest way is just call me. Call me. Talk to me. Let me hear your wonderful voice. 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And as always, our chat room, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All those ways you can participate in the show. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of them because I want to hear from you. <laughs> yes, I do. I want to hear from each and every one of you just because... Just because. Anyway, um, I want, once again, I want to welcome everybody um, to the show. And I want to welcome those that will be listening later through the archive. Um, thank you as well for listening to the show. Um, man, we got a song of the day for you. Yeah, we got a little something, something. A little different from what I usually go through, I usually play. Uh, I was feeling different today, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gonna we gonna go there. Um, so let's see. The show Friday man was outstanding. The show, boy, I tell you, that show Friday was off the his ain't. <laughs> I don't even know if I said that right or not, but anyway, hey man, that was some good stuff. That was some good stuff. Um, you know, uh, I didn't. I don't think I even give last my last words Friday. So I start off the show today with my last words for this show. Why not? Why not? You know, there's many, many different different um, opinions as to what can happen, what is happening, uh, what's going to happen, and, uh, you know, whether it's too late, we made it just in time, or what have you. But the bottom line is, so what can you do about it? You know, number one, you need to start listening to your elders. That would help. You know, uh, regardless of what you may think about the, the, the older generations, they have plenty of knowledge for you. They do. But the question is, do you will you take the time to sit down and listen to what they have to say? Yeah. Even the ones that that just sit in churches and pray, you know, they got some stories for you too, and some 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 um, lessons for you to learn if you take the time to listen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, there's an old old saying that says, "Drunk drunk man tell no lies," 
And we all know we got some of those in our family, those ones that get that, that liquor in them, that joy juice in them. And, uh, you know, once they get that joy juice in them, man, it just starts flowing. You don't need to discard that either. Because a lot of things they're telling you, they're telling you from the heart. That's just my opinion, of course. Now, now I come on this radio every Monday and Friday, and others do shows on here. And, you know, we talk about different things that's going on, that has gone on, so forth and so on. And, you know, sometimes it's discouraging. It, it really is. It becomes discouraging. Because, you know, people say, you don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. You don't feel to hit your head on a brick. You know, things of that nature. But you know what? As long as I can continue to raise consciousness, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I am. You know, some may hear, may adhere, and some may not. But as long as I get that one, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Because one, I may have reached that one, but that makes at least two of us. Me and that one, that one person that they hear, and no telling who they go and tell, see? And so it's a domino effect. Man. So, you know, you have to think of it in, in, in ways, in those type of ways. No, don't just say, well, it's just me. I can't do nothing, man. <sighs> you know, through generations and generations, we have to keep raising the consciousness. Now, we, we may not live to see the, the end result of it. We may not. But then again, you, you, may not, you may not know it, but you may be setting the seed to where things will change. I don't know. Just me talking, y'all. Just me talking. Um, so, no, that was my take basically on Friday's show. It was a good show. Don't get me wrong. Very, very, very... Um, very good, <laughs> you know, different discussions and points of views and things of that nature was outstanding. I loved it. I really did. Um, so that was it. I do hate that the for some unknown reason, um, certain particular callers were getting cut off and just getting hung up on, but you know that was beyond my control. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. All right, so. Anyway, that was that on um, about Friday's show. Uh, let's see. Let's get the song of the day out the way, and then we're going to come back and, and get started completely with the show. All right? That works for me. I don't know about y'all, but it works for me. Um, so, this song, well, these two songs, they're a mixture, and uh, I liked them when I heard them, you know, so I decided to put them together, and let's play them. So, um, without further ado, here's your song of the day. I'm 
going down for real Hold up, wait, there's something I gotta say I'm just so much more flyer than your average G6 airplane Like, oh no, here we go I go by the name of Zach Kilo All the girls from the dance floor fire drill or ass, she start dropping rolls Kick game dope, don't scuff my sneakers I'm getting blown like busting speakers Kill the club, here comes a reaper Bedrooms are banger, she jump on features Features, they, they know my name Yelling yay, but they don't mean cocaine I'ma blow up, I don't mean propane Taking shirts to the face, call it Kurt Cobain Wow so what's the deal? Girl, it's a thing fake. Tell me how does it feel? She, she ain't Jewish, but she look at me and she tell me that it is real. And the fact that I made it in ain't a shaka. Why you lying like you name me Vata? We be taking shots in her Pusha Vodka. Girl, shake the thing like a damn Maraca. I know who you came to see. You a freak, then you coming home with me. There's the girl shot out of free I've been trying to play that song for the last two days. I guess maybe I don't need to be playing it because it just don't does not want to act right. <laughs> wow, that is just crazy. I don't know what's really going on with it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll try it again at the end of the show. I don't know. Anyway, so we'll move on from that. Yeah, one bad song don't stop the show. That's what is for sure. All right, once again, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And uh, today is Monday. Aren't you glad you're here? And today is open mic, so we get to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing that from you. If you want to um, talk to me live, 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And let's see, there's the chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All the ways you can participate in the show, and we look forward to hearing from you. Okay? All right. Since we have those um, particulars out of the way, let's talk. Let's talk. Um, There's something I start off with. (laughs) Because I can um, you know, last Monday, I think last Monday, yeah, last Monday there was a mistrial declared in the uh, Freddie Gray case of the first police officer. Uh, I think his name was Porter or something like that. Yeah. And uh, interesting. It really was. It was in, uh, and it's an interesting thing because you didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming? I saw it coming. And I think I mentioned it on the show when I, um, 
when the city of Baltimore settled with Freddie's Gray family for six point four million, I think it was, and the mayor, um, she well, how did she put it? It's the it's in the best interest of Baltimore. Yeah, it's in the best interest of Baltimore. Now, so now you got sources you're gonna put on trial, and the first one comes up a mistrial. <laughs> Imagine that. You didn't see it coming. <laughs> I saw it coming. I see you. You can put your hand back up. I see you. Oh, uh, you know, and, and that's that's one of the most interesting. It was really interesting, but I think what what really um, is going to be interesting is the um, is the next amount of trials that, that's going to come up. And here's why. Because if you can't get this one guy, right, and, you know, he had basically some of the most serious charges against him, and the other one is the driver, you know, I don't see how you can get a conviction on any of them. I think what we're about to hear is a lot of plea bargains and plea deals being done. But I look at that like this. Heck, if you can't get him, I'd rather take my chances with with a um with a jury. I you know, but it would be interesting if I could. I think I'll look it up. See if we can find out what was the makeup of the jury at the time, because you talk about Baltimore, predominantly black um black city. So I, I would like to know what was the uh, the makeup of the jury. I have to look that up, and also. Is it wise to continue to have the trials right there in Baltimore? Hmm. You already have one mis mistrial. So I I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, I think they should just go on and um <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna I'm sure they're offering plea deals now because their cases are not gonna be as solid as they thought it was. Especially given the, the results of this first trial, um, but who knows? Who knows? Stranger things have happened, right? Stranger things have happened. Yeah, they remember these still police officers now. It doesn't matter what they call these still police officers. That's right. So <laughs> they may get in and they may get out, but uh, you know, it, it's the, the 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 stigma is still going to be there regardless. Um, but I think some of the charges are are just hard to prove, you know. And I think in this William Porter case, I think one of the hardest hardest um, um, charges to prove was, uh, did he? What was the? Uh, what was Freddie Gray actually thinking? You know, what was he thinking? I think one of one of the charges was. Um, then he asked him if he needed help, and Freddie Gray said no, he didn't need any. So, um, uh, I don't know. Let's see, what charges was Mr. Officer Order facing? Um, manslaughter, assault, reckless endangerment, and misconduct. Okay, that's what he was um, facing. Some of the more serious, um, severe charges, for sure. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be, 
It's going to be interesting. I mean, and the jury took, what, 20 hours to deliberate? 20 hours to deliberate. Huh. It's, it's one of those type of things that's going to happen, I guess, in this judicial system. <laughs> Y'all heard me laugh on that, right? <laughs> Look. And here's why they wanted to actually try uh, Mr. Porter first. Um, uh, because uh, he made it a um, statement yeah, uh, to the police. Um, when he told them, he asked um, Gray if he needed a medic. And, of course, Gray said he did need, he did for a minute, which cited investigators who had interviewed the statement, reviewed the statement, great reported he did need medical attention. So that's why they they decided to go after this guy first. They figured it was a sure slam dunk. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. They figured it was a sure slam dunk. However, they were surprised. <laughs> this is going to be a hard case to prove regardless. Regardless, it's going to be a hard case for any of them. You may, I mean, you have no video um, behind what was going on in the um, in the van. You have no video of that. So besides what the officers said, they saw Freddie Gray is no longer here, so you can't say anything what he saw. Um, the other guy that was in the back with them. You know, then I, don't, I doubt if they're gonna put him on um, on the stand during any of the trials because he said he thought Freddie Gray was trying to hurt himself. So um, this is this, these are gonna be some interesting cases. They really are. But enough of that. Hey, it's open mic. What you want to talk about? Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. All right, let's do this, man. Um, but until then, we'll still go ahead and talk about whatever we're going to talk about. Um, and right now, it's this little case here. Um, but Freddie Gray, uh, this case, I'm, I'm leaving it alone after this because um, I think a lot more is going to come out. And it's going to be shown that I think the prosecutor, you know, with her little cute self, kind of rushed into this thing to, to – um, to quell the, the the cries of the public, and it may may not come out in her favor. <laughs> That's right. It may not come out in her favor. But life goes on for some of us anyway, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> you know, the other day we were talking about um, water. We were talking about some water. And I've had this article right here in front of me for a minute, and I wanted to talk about it uh, a little bit. And uh, it says, Water Agency's Land Purchase Rattles California Farmers. The nation's largest distributor of treated drinking water became the largest landowner in a remote California farming region for good reason. The alfalfa growing areas 
first in line to get Colorado, Colorado River water. Now, see, uh, man, this kind of goes back to some of the discussions that we were having Friday. Uh, Metropolitan Water District of Southern California is playing Palo, Palo Verde Villa along the Arizona line tapped a deep distress between farm and city and city that pervades the west of a river that's a lifetime that's a lifeline for seven states and northern Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I mean it goes on and on and on and on. But this goes to show the these uh, water companies, these big water companies, yes, they're they're buying, you know, they they're gonna buy up a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. Um then they're gonna try and sell it back to you. <laughs> water water, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I see somebody has their hand up, so let me bring them in. It's your day. You talk about what you want to talk about. Okay, so let me welcome Mr. Frank Smith to the show. Good afternoon, Mr. Smith. How are you today? Well, I'm fine. How are you? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I can I can hear you somewhat. Hello. Can okay. you hear me? All right. Hello. <laughs> okay. This is, hold on a moment. You there? You hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether it's my connection, BTR, Frank, or whatever. I don't. I can't hear him now. Yeah, it's it's Frank. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me now? Damn. Oh, hello. No, I can't hear, but maybe um someone the the um other callers can hear you. Okay, so can you hear what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. We having some yeah. issues here. And uh my microphone says it's fine. Okay. Okay. So you can hear what I'm saying? I can hear you a little bit. Good. So I was just thinking about what you think about wearing the dagger down gear. And hello. Anybody there? All right. I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. Just hold on for a minute, Frank. I'll bring you back in a minute. Just hold on for a minute. Let me see if I can fix this issue here because I don't know what it is, but we finna we finna do something. We finna get it right. (laughs) That we are. I promise you. Shut up. 
this thing. All right. I think we may have got it fixed now. Hopefully. Uh, let's see. Frank, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Can you hear me? Okay, I got you now. All right. Great, 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 great. great. So I was looking at uh, some sports. You like sports? <laughs> yeah, I like sports. Good, good. So in in England, they just had that Sports Personality of the Year award. And I was just thinking how you felt about Annie Murray getting the Sports Personality of the Year award. You like tennis? Uh, I, I know of tennis. I follow a little tennis. And uh, you say Eddie Murray? Andy Murray, yeah. Like Andy British Murray. tennis player. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been doing pretty good, I think. Last time I, I heard, anyway. Uh, I guess he's... People, people say he's, like, real boring, though. He don't wear no, like, dagger down gear when he's playing or nothing like that. And just... Just batting the ball, well, all boring, moody face and that. You know, you know, honestly, when it comes down to it, it's whether you win them or not. I don't care. You, you wear the boringest thing you want to. You don't have to be flashy. As long as you're winning, that's the key. That's the key. You know, I think when it, when it comes to sports, a lot of people do get upset, you know, because they get caught up in the, um. well, we lost Frank. Okay. But anyway, as I was saying, you know, hey, he played tennis. He go out there and wear shorts and whatever. He slapped the ball across the net and he all right. So we good. All right. So anyway, next up for conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I was versed like that, huh? <laughs> I can talk about anything. <laughs> Oh, I can talk about anything. The question is, what are y'all going to let me talk about? Ah, uh-uh. okay. We, man, I tell you, we done had a whole bunch of stuff going around here. Um, Like I said, it's open mic, so whatever you want to talk about. We're just talking about the mistrial in the Freddie Gray case. And, um, you know, I basically said that, uh, you know, I think it's going to be hard for them to convict anybody else because of, the issues at hand, um, number one, it's in Baltimore, and number two, they really can't make the I don't think the charge is really going to stick. And let's see, number three, number four, number three, number four, I lost track. I'm trying to do so much with my hands right now. Um, uh, the, the next, the, the other problem is I think they went after, they, they, they were charged too fast. They really were, and nobody really um, thought about, you know, the the plausibility of actually convicting these individuals. So, we'll see. One mistrial. I think you got, what, four more trials to go? If no plea bargains are reached. But I do believe that that $6.4 million settlement that was um, reached before any of this other stuff happened is playing a big part of it. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Now, we talked about that. We talked about this water agency. How do y'all feel about that, though? Big water companies buying up farmland and stuff uh, with to give them access to major rivers that, that supply water. And the only thing they're going to do is take it, bottle it, and sell it back to you. You know, should do the farmers have a right to be upset about these things? Huh? 
Should you be upset? <laughs> Should you be upset? I don't know. This thing says um, they reached an agreement which expires in 2040. It is held as a model for farms and cities to co cooperate. Metropolitan pays farmers up about as much as they would profit to harvest $771 an acre, that's this year, to bring four-score Colorado River on its 242-mile aqueduct to 19 million people. Huh. Interesting. Buddy, what y'all think? Huh? I mean, we talked about it. We, we've actually talked about this thing um, before. When they were saying they were draining, um, China was draining water out of the, the what the lakes up in Michigan. Y'all remember those conversations we had? Yeah. So this is just another sign. You got Monsanto. Let's think about it. You got Monsanto. They they taking over as far as um, what seeds you can plant. I mean they they do it so crookedly. It's it's a shame. But because of the corporate. The corporations and and the individuals they have in their back pockets, they get away with it. They get away with it. So how do we fight that? <laughs> and I think that was the question that was raised Friday. A lot of times, how do we fight it? How do we can't do nothing but keep raising consciousness until we have the the, the capabilities of, of of doing it right. Hey, do like Michigan say. Let's go on and exercise our Second Amendment right. Go and get us some weapons and, and go on down there and, and guard it and say, nope, we're not having this anymore. What do you think would happen if you did that? Huh? What do you think would happen? I could tell you what would happen. <laughs> It'd be a lot of funerals going on, a lot of burials. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what would happen And who fault would it be I don't know But see And that's the thing about Raising consciousness And, and, and trying to change anything You know it, it has to be in waves You know You have to keep coming Keep coming Keep coming Keep coming In a lot of instances You keep going for a little while And then just die off it just died off, and it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. You know? But if you're going to be successful at something, you know, you have to keep going, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. You know, I think a lot of times what what happens is the, the movement starts. You know, it's strong. It's a strong movement. And... I do believe a lot of individuals that get involved in movements, um, such as the Black Lives Matter movement, are looking for instant gratification, instant success, instant, instant, instant. But we all know it's nothing is instant besides death <laughs> for some. But the, the, and what I'm trying to say is, you know, you have to build up to where you can keep coming, keep the momentum going, keep the momentum going. Because once you slow down, slow that momentum down just a little bit, 
That's when the infiltrators get a chance to creep into the momentum, into your movement. You know, and then you, you all of a sudden your movement is, isn't going as as successful as it was. Huh? Yeah. And yeah, I use Black Lives Matter as an example. You know, they were going strong for a while. They really were. You know, interrupting campaigns and things of that nature. You know, they had a little meeting with Hillary and all that. Now you don't hear too much going on. Did George pull his money back from him? George Soros, that is, for those who don't know what I'm talking about. Or did it just lose steam? Did it lose? I, you know what, though? But I'll be honest with you. This that Black Lives Matter thing, you know, that was so one-sided. It it, it it really was. It was so one-sided. I, that was something I couldn't get behind. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I know some of y'all were like, what, what is the topic? There is no topic today. Whatever you want to talk about, there is no topic. So I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. <laughs> Until you come in and say, change, tell me something different. All right, three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. But anyway, back to the Black Lives Matter. And here's why I say it was so one sided because they're up in arms. They were up in arms protesting, um, in, like I mentioned before, interrupting candidates' uh, speeches and things of that nature. When um, there were um, white cops shooting and killing young black men and black women. However, there was a case in Chicago where this gang shot this man's son in retaliation. But you ain't hear nothing about Black Lives Matter protesting or doing anything like that. And that was black on black. I know some of you say, well, black on black is different. It doesn't really count. Yes, it is, because it's still a young man, a young black child lost his life. Yeah. It still matters. Hey, honest, all lives matter. I know somebody, ooh, done got hippies on me on that one. But all lives matter. Well, Mr. Talk, we know all lives matter. But we need to concentrate on that. Well, you need to change what what your slogan is then. Yeah. I often said it, and I'll say it again. That's fine. We 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 battling. We we fighting people from the outside. We we fighting them. Um, we making them do everything. Trying to make them do this and respect to do this. But heck, we not even correcting anybody in our own neighborhoods. You're not out there trying to run the drug dealers off your block, are you? But you want to protest if one of them gets shot. You're not out there trying to mentor any of them, are you? No, but you sure put your face on the news. And something so when a white cop came and shot, came and shot. You see what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you you have to start from within. Start from within. I don't know. Well, May said, you know, if it's good with your spirit, you'll be all right. 
Just live through it. <laughs> but that's the problem. Many of our younger generations are no longer living through it. Yeah, they're not living through it. And we're supposed to be all right with that? Huh? Are you supposed to be all right with that? Heck no, don't be all right with that. Yes, there are things you can do. I think a lot of what a lot of people uh, uh, mess up at is you get the, the the idea that you have to do stuff to where it's seen, it's out there, it's big. Everybody's paying attention. No. No. Then you're you're just a thrill seeker, a media. I ain't gonna say that word. Person. <laughs> yeah, you're a media person. You know? You can do stuff and nobody has to know what's going on except for you and the person you're helping or the, the individuals that you're helping. But we, you know, the society today has got us so caught up in if we're doing this, we got to have. Um, we got to let the newspaper know, and you got to let this person know, and you have to take your credit for this. No. No. That's not the way it should be. If we're going to help our own, that's not the way it should be. You know, it's amazing because there are those out there that do watch, watch what others do, and they do emulate. So if if you're doing the right thing, let me yeah, let me go and talk to him. You know, <laughs> I don't know, just me, just me running off at the mouth. That's the way I feel about it. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's the way I feel about it. You no, know, Black Lives Matter was nothing but a major, but a, but a, a minute movement immediate attention to take advantage of the situations that was available at that time and now you don't hear anything about it. Has that stopped has that stopped black people from dying? No. Has that stopped white people from dying? No. So why why are we they out there protesting now? <sighs> You know, sometimes, sometimes it's just, uh, it's enough to give you a gray hair, make your eyes turn gray, and and want to do, as Maze would say, just so well. I'm just gonna let it go. You know, I'm good in my spirit. <laughs> I'm good in my spirit. It's not bothering me. It's not directly um, affecting me. But that's not the type of person I am. That's not. That's not. You know, but that was a movement, though. And this yeah, don't get me wrong. The Generation Xers and the Millennials. You know, I forgot they give them all these great titles now. Uh, you know, they are slowly awakening. They are. 
their awakening. That's a great thing. That is a wonderful thing. You know, the baby boomers and whatever else people out there, whatever the title is, the elders, you know, we need to give them some type of guidance to follow. Yeah, some type of guidance to follow. We can change. We can change things. We can change them. We can. But, number one, we got to stop fighting each other. Number one. That's one of the biggest things. We got to stop fighting each other. And as I mentioned the other day, you got to stop walking around here with a closed mind like you know everything and nobody else knows anything. Because that is not the case. Never have been, never will be. (laughs) You know, you read books. Yeah, you read these great books, and they tell you all this great stuff. But if you got that elder sitting there that, that lived through it, that's a whole different type of information and knowledge that you just won't get in a book. Because you're getting it firsthand from somebody who lived it, participated in it. You know, just think, my grandmother is 86 years old. 86 years old. And every time I go home, I sit down and talk to her. Because there's so much knowledge. So much knowledge. And 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 only thing you gotta do is ask. They're willing to tell you. But we we don't let let the so called universities and um all this other stuff educate us to where we know it so much now, we don't need that type of uh, of knowledge anymore. But that's wrong. That is wrong. So how do we make sure that we can continue to drive on for for this so-called change? Huh? How do we keep pushing and how do we ensure that the knowledge uh, is being passed on through generation and generation? As my dear friend told me this morning when we was talking on the phone, you know, basically what we're getting to now is a generational war, a generational war. People, really? That's the last thing we need. The last thing we need. You Oh, God. I don't know what she's talking about. She just been talking. She just running off at the mouth. Yeah, that's a that's an old beer talking to her. Yeah, right. Grandma's trying to tell you something and you just don't want to listen to it because you think she knows nothing because she goes to church and prays. <laughs> yeah. Unless she's been out there marching with Dr. King or Brother Malcolm, you, know, she, you really don't have no use for her. That's wrong. That's wrong, completely wrong. See, those are some things that 
have to be changed from within. They, we, you can't depend on anybody from the outside to change that. No one, no one on the outside can change that. <laughs> it's just me running off at the mouth. I'm just listening. I'm just talking. And like I say, um, today is um, open mic, so if you got something you want to talk about, bring it on. We can talk about it. We didn't talk about tennis already. I don't know what he was thinking, but we talked about it real fast. Um so, whatever else you want to talk about. Uh, but, you know, generational wars, we don't need that. We don't need that. We do not need that. You know, we, we have enough war going on within our own, own neighborhoods and communities. You know, whether you're light skin, you're black skin, you got long hair, you got short hair, you know, uh, you got a white grandmama. You got a white daddy. Uh, really? Really? Because in the scheme of things, when they say all black people line up, all them individuals that you discounting right now won't be in the same line that you in. And honestly, some of them may be able to help your sorry behind. But you don't want to deal with them because they too light for you. Or somewhere in their lineage, they have a, uh, as they say, some vanilla. <laughs> wow. That's not good, people. That's not good. See, and, and all this is within. See, and, and that's what I'm saying. All of this is within. You can't change something on the outside if you're not fixed from on the inside. That's like going out there trying to run a, a, a marathon. But you smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. Ain't did a, ain't lifted a foot to run not near time in your life. But you want to just step out there and say, you're going to run 20, 25 miles? I don't think so. And the same thing goes here. We can't fix anything on the outside if we can't we haven't fixed ourselves on the inside. <clears throat> and I'm sure there's not um any news to anyone. Not listening to the show anyway. I'm sure it's not. But I I guess the question is Besides raising consciousness, what else can would be done to fix what's the problem? The problems on the inside. Why do you think there are individuals out there walking around that does that actually think there's nothing wrong <laughs> on the inside of the black community? We're fine. We're fine. You know, we get to we get to uh, drive fancy cars, Range Rovers, Cadillacs, or whatever you want to do. You get to go to um, fancy universities, the Dukes and the Yales, and the whatever else you want to go to. You know, you get to travel across the world. Hey, that's the joint right there. Right? There's nothing wrong with us. We all right. 
We're living the life. So what kind of life really are you living? Are we living? <laughs> huh? Oh, Lord. Mm. I don't know, y'all. I, I'm, like I said, I'm just jumping jumping things out my mind. Something just make you go, hmm. Say, huh, really? Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, worried about the um the, the presidential election. Everybody's worrying about um um uh, Trump and Hickory and um all these other people, right? Right. But I bet nobody can say who's on their local school board. And notice I said local. I bet you can't tell me anybody who's on your local city council. No, you can't. You probably can't tell me <laughs> whether your, your child's school or not has has a, um, a PTA. <laughs> See? Once again, but you can tell me, you can tell me that we don't have uh, this and we don't have that. Nation as a nation, but you don't even know what's going on locally. That's backwards. That is backwards. Where you can you make um significant change locally, local, in your own communities, your own own um neighborhoods. Some of y'all not even in your own house. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just putting it out there, man. I'm just putting it out there. You know, a lot of times we say um, we say that we are we are the best. No, we're not the best. Mm-mm. We're worrying about having the black banks. Yeah, we had them one time. We had our little own grocery stores in the neighborhood. You know, we had all that good stuff. We actually had our own neighborhood. You know. The teachers lived in the neighborhood. The local politicians lived in the neighborhood. You know. But all that has changed now. And it was for the best, right? It was for the best. Help us to live among others. You know, help to expand our horizons. It was for the best. I disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against people, you know, doing what you do, having fun. What have you? I mean, you know, bettering yourself. I have no problem with that. I don't. But if somebody else trying to help from the inside and you shooting them down, then yeah, you the problem too. Yeah, you the problem. That's right. Problem also. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, we going on. 
1,500 hours my time, or 3 o'clock my time, for those civilian-minded individuals. Um, this is open mic, so if you got something you want to talk about and you're tired of hearing me go on, hey, just call in, 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com, okay? Um, I'll be more than happy to take your call or your email. All right, so next, what are, what are we going to talk about next? Let's talk about um, what is a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, I don't talk about that. I don't know anything about no conspiracies. <clears throat> you know, conspiracy. I think conspiracy is something that somebody came up with the 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 just to disprove something that is actually true. So they say, well, we're gonna call it conspiracy. That way we make people think it, you know, somebody else made it up. Nobody really knows what he's talking about. That's not really happening. We know the world is full of conspiracies, right? Yeah, we do. And we know some of them are a little far fetched than others, right? Yeah. And we know sometimes we have to do our own little um, uh, uh, research to find out which ones are true, which ones are not. You know, <laughs> I think it was Friday I heard on the show someone say, by the time someone starts talking about a, a, a conspiracy, it's too late. It's already done. <laughs> well, that may, that may have a little validity to it. There's a little bit of validity to it. But in the same, but still, how do you not give credence to some of the things you hear about what's going on within this nation? Uh, How do you not give some kind of credence to it? If you see it, it's all around you. Oh, my bad. I forgot. Eyes are closed. <sighs> you satisfied with it. It's not bothering you. Spiritually, you all right with it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all remember when I did that show, um, Are You Ready to Die? Remember I did that show? That was a good show. Everybody don't know what you mean, Are You Ready to Die? Are you ready to die? You know, or have you have you you know um, <laughs> how can I put it? You know, have you come to come to the conclusion that day? When it comes, it comes. I'm I'm happy with that. It's gonna happen, as May says. It's gonna happen. You know, are you ready to die? So, you take that same question. And say, are you ready for the black community to die? Hmm? Are you ready for it to go? Ooh. And I think that is that is a question that that needs to be asked sometimes. Because slowly, that's what's happening. It is. It's happening. Can we reverse it? Can we fix it? 
Yes, we can. But once again, you got to start from the inside. Got to go inside, man. Got to go inside. You can't do it on the outside. You can't do it on the outside. No, that's the hardest thing to fix is when you're working from the inside out. It's the hardest thing. As they say, you never see the light at the end of the tunnel. But you know it's there. You know it's there. But are you willing to put in the work to get to the end of the tunnel? Huh? Are you willing to put in the work to change to change uh, our, the lives and the, the path of our young men and women? Hmm? Are you willing to put that kind of work in? It's not going to be instant. Okay, so let, let's go on and, and get that out of the way now. It's not going to be instant gratification. I mean, it's not going to be instant because you're going to have to start with one. You got to start with one. No, you work on that one. Then that one starts working on the other one. That means two. You know? That's it's simple. It's easy. Do that. I think sometimes we take the the most difficult thing and jump on that one first, thinking if we fix the the difficult part, then the rest will just fall in line. And no, that is not the word. Trust me, I know from experience. No, that is not the way it's going to work. That's not the way it works. It's not. You know, if if you go up here right now and change all these politicians' minds in 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 in, in um, Congress and all the wherever else, but you don't change the people's mindset, I guarantee within a week or two it'd be right back to the same situation it was <laughs> before, because nothing has really changed. Really had, because you have to change the mindset of the people first. Yeah, we know there's some hard-headed people out there. We know there's some knuckleheads out there, and they're just not going to pay attention, not going to listen, don't want to know. Fine. Move on to the next. Fine. Move on to the next. Because there's going to be one. There's going to be one person, one person there. Listen to what you have to say. And that's your beginning right there. That's your beginning. You know, it, you know, it's easy. Sometimes we get we let the smallest of things discourage us. We do. We let the smallest of things discourage us. And keep us from uh um Accomplishing great things. Great things. You know. Great things. Like me doing this show, for example. Yeah, there's many days I'd be so discouraged. I'd be so uh, down. But then I get response from just one person. And that keeps me going. 
That keeps me going. And that's all it takes. You just need to reach one. Just one. Now, the, your regular crew, you know, they thought, yeah, you can argue and fight all day long with each other. That's fine. But what about that one that's really listening that you have opened the eyes to and willing to come join you and put some work? Hmm? I know I know It's not a, a usual show yeah, I know it's not a usual show Where we are battering back and forth And you know fussing at each other You know this reminds me of when I first started Where I had to sit here And do a monologue I like this This is so fun to me <laughs> Uh, you want to join me? Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Hey, I, I, I'm here. I'm here. You here? Aren't you glad you're here? It's open mic, so if you want to talk about something, we can talk about it. Um, so changing gears. You got the holidays coming up. You got that that day Friday. <laughs> oh wow! Got that day Friday. Everybody's waiting to get a gift and, you know, to do whatever else you do. I'll be honest with you, I don't buy no gifts. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Whether it's Kwanzaa or whatever, I don't buy any gifts. You know, that's not what it's that's not what it's supposed to be about. It's not. You know, and the interesting thing is actually not even um Christ's birthday. <laughs> But they decided that's what it was going to do because it fit the schedule just right. Something to end the year off on a happy note. You know, that's all it was. And are you aware that there's (laughs) – and this is is how commercialized this thing has gotten, is there actually would be stores open on Christmas Day. Yeah. So after you fooled and, you know, you don't want to sit around with the men and watch football or what have you, you go and start and do some shopping. Now, you know, where's the spirituality in that? <laughs> huh? Where's the spirituality in that? You know, sometimes you have to sit, I just sit back and I just wonder, wonder, where are we going? Where are we going? Are we headed in the right direction? Are we headed back to to primitive times? Hmm? Ha, you know, that, that, that is a, oh boy, that's a scary thought. That's a scary thought. That's a scary question, period. Where are we headed? We got we have so much technology. So much technology. You have um phones that just about do everything you want it to do. You have televisions that, that do about everything. 
Of course, they use them to spy on you with, but they still do it. You know, you got robot, you got a, a robot that'll clean your floor, the iRobot. All this great technology. But instead of getting people getting better, people are becoming worse. Becoming dumber. Yeah, becoming dumber. Dumber. Dumber, dumber, dumb and dumb and dumber. You get them clocked into these little, um, what them shows is, reality shows. Yeah, reality shows. <laughs> uh, and you know, so bad, they ain't got smart. Now they didn't even put, learn how to put put them on on um on the little other avenues for you to watch. So you just don't have to watch it on um on television. You watch it on your phone now, on your tablet, you know, on your Xbox or your PlayStation or whatever you got. Isn't that crazy? We are technologically so advanced, we're dumb. We're the <laughs> technolog- technologically dumb people. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. This is so much fun. It's so much fun. No, it's a great time to be living, though. It really is. It's a great time to be living. No, you you get to witness so much and, and learn learn a whole lot, learn a whole lot. No, if you would have told me when I was in my twenties, I know as much as I do now about what's going on, not only here in the United States but all all over the world. I would have told you you know you crazy, and I really don't care. <laughs> I would I would told you that I really don't care. You know, it doesn't bother me so I don't care. And that's the mindset we need to stop. We got to stop. Yeah, I know, let them be a child gonna be a child or teen, you know, in the twenties they're gonna do what they're gonna do. That's fine. I'm not even mad at that. But still we still need to enlighten our young people. We need to enlighten them. Sit down. And, we don't even sit down and have dinner at the same table anymore. Now, I remember growing up, shoot, you know, once, once the old man came home, it was dinner time. I don't care what you were doing. Everybody stopped. You sit at the table. Grace was said, and you started eating. You know, you sit down now. You go in a restaurant and eat. And I want y'all to do this next time you go out and eat. Just go in a restaurant and just sit down and watch people. Watch if there's couples in there or somebody by themselves, whatever. Just watch them. And I guarantee you 99% of them got a phone out doing something on the phone, not talking to each other. We got to start caring about each other more. We have to start caring about each other, taking care of each other. We have to. Yeah, I know. It's only like, man, please, whatever. 
can't expect change if you continue to do things the same way over and over and over and over again. You can't. You know, it's been so long since we actually cared about each other. We can't even remember the last time. Well, maybe some of you can, you know. Some of you may not be that old. Some of you may be ancient. You can remember. Well, but... <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way when I say the ancient either. I'm sorry. But, you know what I mean? I remember growing up in the 70s, you know, everybody was black and proud. What's up, brother? What's up? You know, the older, older, you know, older guys, you know, they would put a, come on, come, come here, young buck. Let me talk to you for a minute. You know, you know you ain't supposed to be doing that over there, right? Huh? All right, we're cool. You know, give you some dap and y'all on your way. And you remember that. Man, you see somebody doing something bad now, you turn them go the other the go the other way. It ain't concerning me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just going by what I've seen. Okay? Not what anybody else is what I've seen. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I guess Somebody got tired of me talking. All right, let me bring my man, Mr. Cloud Nation, in. What's going on, Cloud? You got tired of me talking? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I, I finally got. I finally finished talking to uh, one of my clients. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. oh, okay. All right. Now I just wondering. You know, it's all right. If you got tired of me talking. It's okay. <laughs> So what do you no, think? That's... Think we should we should get back to start taking care of each other the right way? Oh, you know, absolutely. Uh, I actually uh, had a had a discussion about this yesterday. I was talking about that, and you know, we we talk about that on and off on the show. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things that came to my mind that is is that it seems as though you know humanity is in um, everything around us is. Um, is evolving, you know, from art to technology to education and so much more. And yet we are more educated, we're richer, with more resources than we've ever had. And yet I believe it feels like humanity is regressing. Uh, you know, we we have the, the, the human capital and capacity to solve all, possibly all of our problems and enhance the quality of life for all of humanity, and yet we don't. And so one of the questions um, I think innately a lot of people ask is, you know, why are we hell-bent on, you know, distractions, divisiveness, destruction, being argumentative, condescending, bigotry and hatred, all these all these various uh, uh, emotions in, in, that turn into action. And, and will we ever pursue the things that are uh, the best uh, – you know, the best interest of humanity, you know, mm-hmm. because the the opportunity for cultural exchanges, society efficiency, um, healthy communities, and, and pretty much the highest quality of life, it, it always feels like uh, for for all to, to experience it, it feels like it can, it can kind of be fleeting. And so, you know, what the, you know, what does working together Look like you know what does it look like to work together to address uh, you know these issues with pre-existing resources? Uh, that's I think that's for for me 
that's you know that's one of the things where it always starts is is what does what does it look like to work together, and how do we use some of the things that you know we already have uh, to address you know some of, some of those concerns that we might have, and um, I, I do I do believe I do feel like you know that that empathy that compassion is something that you don't see much of because it, I think a lot of people, it seems like a lot of people have been numb, numb to all the variety of different issues um, and challenges and, um, you know, things that they deal with day to day. And, and, and you know, what we typically see is uh, people trying to address you know, immediate issues, present-day issues that that uh, impact them, you know, that, that, that resonate with them the most at that time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like a scattered approach to, to solving certain issues. And in many cases, I feel like it's more of a Band-Aid, a Band-Aid-type method because, like you said, there's, there's no there, – the, the process of healing – is it take, taking place, healing, psychological healing, spiritual healing, uh, you know, social healing and so on, you know, things like that. And and then, you know, identity, you know, there's an identity crisis, you know, happening uh, throughout the world, a cultural identity crisis where you, you see a lot of people trying to, trying to figure out, you know, who they are and why they are, you know, why, why am I here? You know, what am I here for? What, what am I? <laughs> you know, we've been, everybody, you know, has labels for where people are. And you see that, you see that challenge where people trying to, struggling, trying to navigate through life, trying to figure out, trying to identify with the identity crisis um, and trying to identify with purpose. You know, purpose and identity, you know, they, they work together. And that, that seemed to be a big uh, challenge along with quality of life. You know, everybody wants the highest quality of life, um, and 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 we usually equate the highest quality of life with with economics, with finances, with with your your ability to determine the quality. You know, to to, to have the quality of life that you want, and that and that usually in our society goes back to your bank account because the, you know if you don't have certain resources, there are certain things. You will not be able to obtain. You won't be able to have a certain level of education. You won't have be able to have a certain quality of life in your community, and so on and so on. Recreational stuff, and so on and so on. So there's there's things that you you don't have access to. So I think beyond the economic side or the, the financial or the monetary side, you know, people want have a quest or a craving, a hunger for the highest quality of life, too. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Very interesting. I want to say welcome, guest fourteen forty one, to the chat room. Glad to have you aboard. Um, you know, I think you you hit something though you, when you said numb. You know, people are a lot of people are just numb to what's going on today in today's society. And you know what? That is an issue. I think a big issue. <laughs> you know. It is the numbness. You know, you hear about mass shootings. You hear about uh, bombings overseas. And you just be like, 
okay, well, you know, you look out your window, okay, it's not here, all right, I'm good. You know, and it, the same thing when it comes to, to your neighborhood or your community. You know, you're so used to things as it is now to where you feel like, why should I even go out there and try and do anything to it, you know? Why should I try? Except for you see these young men on the corner every day doing the same thing over and over again, you know. Just take the walk up and talk to one or two of them. That's all. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised that, uh, you know, at the outcome in a lot of cases, you know, I do it quite often, <laughs> you know. And they said that they talk to you and they listen, you know. And, and you'd be surprised after a while, they'll start telling you what what's on their mind, what they see every day, you know, and and, and, and what, you know, what they want to do. And it, it sometimes it's very, very enlightening, you know. It makes you want to get out there and help them a little bit. It makes you want to get out there and, and see at least just one of them, you know, uh, make it. But if, if everybody is numb to the 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 way the world is today, you know, everything is status quo. Let's just keep it going the way it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that because you know we, I think, I think people do desire um, innately to awaken uh, our spirits. I think there is a a craving to nurture, to nourish, um, uh, to you know flourish and prosper in in you know your your health and your spirit. And I, I think that there is a there is that desire, that, that magnetism of of love or that you know that craving for 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 love to exude love to echo love to exemplify love <clears throat> to reciprocate it and receive it uh but i think you know how we don't operate at that frequency in some cases like you said because of the numbing the numbing effects I and mean, you you have uh i know in in the churches they like to talk about the gates you know your 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 ear gates your eye gates and all the different gates and you and to to use that um, in this in this particular context, you know, when you have a variety of different influences um, to chip away at that love, to chip away at that compassion, uh, to to chip away chip away at the those qualities, those innate qualities that you have, you know, your true inner self, who you are. I think, you know, that's that's where the numbing takes place, and it is. It is a warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a warfare of the mind, a psychological warfare. Uh, it is a battlefield of the mind, and it's it's con- it's a constant, um, y- you know, choice. It, you you we day it's a daily choice. We get the option of choosing daily uh, to to push forward, to progress, to to grow, to learn, to be open to education, to be open to being informed. To the questioning of a variety of different things, to even questioning uh, his, his historical uh, references, and to question everything you know daily. You, we have that option, and that option to go beyond complete, to being com- complacent with, uh, like you said, the status quo. And so, I, you know, it, I think, you know, if we're not actively 
putting ourselves in a position to, you know, engage in um, expressions of love, expressions of compassion, expressions of empathy, um, and and we're not open to, you know, the, the the stuff that comes with it. You know, when you do uh, look to build, if, if you des- if, you know, if you decide to, as you know, if you decide to be on the front line and try to be a builder, and on the front line doesn't mean you mean spotlight. Your name is in the lights. You know, people know you know what you're doing necessarily, but you can you can be on the front line and doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes quietly. And allowing other people to shine. To me, that's that's one of the strongest forms of leadership. And so, when you do that, you have to be open to the criticism, to the assumptions, to the perceptions of your character. Uh, you know, from outsiders, those who who don't sit at the at the table with you, those who don't uh, are kind of part of your inner circle, uh, who make who make assumptions and, and and form opinions based on sound bites. You know. The the sound bites, sound bites and the glimpses that they have of your character and examples of who you are, and I think every day, every day we all deal with that. You know, we deal with um, people. I think people have a natural ability to analyze and assess people. Period. You know, we are we are observers and and uh, you know, like you said, you know, watchers of humanity. I think that's part of that's just part of our curiosity and and for some people to spend more time um, pondering on others is, is, is what works for them. Like you said, but then there's that group that they observe and they, and they watch what other people are doing. Not so much as from a crit, not to be, not to be critical, but more from a, uh, desire to see the best for people. Like you, you cannot like what's happening to people or what people are doing, the actions that they're doing, because you want better for them. Not so much because you want to, you know, break them down. Like on this show, you you might not want them to be caught up in in a lot of foolery, but you want the best for them. So if you see scenarios that may lead them down a path that's potentially destructive. It's not that you hate that individual. You hate the. You might hate the direction of the actions that might lead lead to a, a, a bad situation for them. And you and when you see yeah, and you see promise and potential in people, I think it's that compassion uh, for people that cause you to challenge them to be better, challenge them to be bolder, challenge them to be. Uh, to to be more critical critical of their thinking, but also to be more open minded, more empathetic, more compassionate, and I think that's that's um, I think one of the challenges that we've become so connected, social media and so on, yet we're still disconnected, which is ironic that we are more disconnected. But we we have access and the capacity to be more interconnected than we've ever had in the history of of, of time time as we know it at least. And so I think that that's the irony because we don't have a lot of platforms where we can have these uh, these dialogues where we unwrap 
and unravel humanity. I don't think we allow ourselves to really dig into the complexity of humanity. I don't think we are able we get the opportunity to to um you know dive into the beauty of humanity as well and but also um have the opportunity to to um take that curiosity we have and experience those exchanges, those cultural exchanges, those social exchanges, uh those experience exchanges, those those moments where you know, when you have dialogues with people you don't know from different places and you work together to try to find common ground. You know, you, you start with what you don't agree with to find out, okay, what do we have in common? You know, what what are the what are the right. unique issues that we have that will bring us in that will align our interests, you know, and put us put us, you know, on the same page and pattern and to only to discover that the people that typically you you've in, in many cases you think that you might have you might have nothing in common with you it it can be scary how much you might have in common with some people surprisingly and so I think I think that's one of the cool things that happens uh, when you have the intergenerational exchanges between elders and youth I think one of the cool things is sometimes. When you have those that type of engagement, there is a benefit for both parties. You know, both you know the youth can bring that you know that energy and that you know the dreams and and things like that. And then it's like fuel to fire for for elders who have the experience and they have um, you know obtained levels of wisdom that can uh, and experiences that can those those the other generations to to navigate. Uh, through life, and so I think I think that's a a beautiful opportunity, you know, for for people to to have constant engagement. It's a it's a cool one one and cool example of those type of exchanges. To for me is um that thing I think it's called Question Bridge. Yeah, it's it's, it's something called Question Bridge, and it's specifically targeted towards uh, rich melanated males and. It's a platform that allows people to basically ask any question you you might have, ask other males the same that those questions, whatever questions are on your mind, you can throw it out there in the universe on the video, and then other males can answer those questions for you and respond to that question. And I think that and people who look just like you, who of various generations, can can respond. And I think it's I think what's cool about it is that it does what I think. A lot of humanity craves, you know, they, we crave those cultural, ex, you know, those exchanges, those various exchanges mm-hmm. from, like I said, the social, the culture, and so on. Right. Hmm. You know, and I, there's not too much more I can say behind that. I mean, because you, <laughs> what you said made it made a whole lot of sense, a whole lot of sense. You know, and I, I, I still say. You know, you touched on it, but that relationship between the elders and, and the next generation coming up is so important, so important. You know, and um, <clears throat> you know, there's there's those that just uh, we have to do better. <laughs> you know, it just has to be done better. If not, man, like I said before, we we just out there. We we gonna be out there, 
you know, there there isn't going to be any hope, you know, because older generation, like I say, sometimes you can talk, sit there and talk to them, and you realize, hey, hey, wait a minute, didn't I just go through that? Oh, that's how it was handled, you know? That's how it was handled. But, you know, you read a book and, and say, well, book says this, but it, it's a totally different thing from reading a book and talking to somebody who has lived it, been through it. You know, so I, I, that's why I say, you know, I said earlier during the show, you know, we can't have generational wars now. We cannot afford to do that. We can't. You know, but it seems like that is where we headed. That is just seems where we headed. You know? Yeah, I hope, I hope not. Cause I, I'm, you know, I've I've got a chance to see some some scenarios where you do see more. Um, you get the opportunity to sit down and work co- collectively with with the elders and and um, I mean, think about it. A household is intergenerational. You know, every household has, households start with a variety of different uh, generations in one place, and so. And just like society is 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 that way, and so to to you know to to be in a position where you're you know um, anti elder anti youth or something like that, and, and there's no cohesiveness is a pro- is definitely problematic and, and definitely a path a path to destruction. Because like you said, you know the, the I think the beauty in research is you know, research you you're allowed to to research things beyond beyond just the text. You do you part of that is that face to face when you talk to people of a variety of different you know, from, from different places, different cultural backgrounds and age groups groups and so on, so that you can begin to uh compare and contrast the text and the content uh, from from books and, and, and various mediums, with the context of those who lived in those times, that can that can add up, you know, an extra an extra couple shades and colors and and, and portions of hue <laughs> to to that canvas uh, that might be missing, or may correct some things that um, were misinterpreted by by the author. And so, uh, one one of the cool things. Cool examples for me was uh, uh, when I had to got a, had the opportunity to talk to my grandmother uh, regarding sharecropping, mm-hmm. and you know it's a it's a it's a it's quite an illuminating experience to to talk with somebody who was a sharecropper because it it really brings that story home in a way that in which you may not have been able to capture it in a book. Right. You know, I mean, and there's some great authors out there. There's some great authors, some great researchers, the great historians and so on, some scholars. However, you know, it's it's a totally it's a it's a unique experience when you're talking to somebody who can give you stories behind yeah, give you the stories mm-hmm. behind certain things and you know, whether you know, stuff like Black for Wall Street you know, I was I was fortunate to talk to elders, you know, who have their documentation and have passed down stories 
to each other about specific things that happened during, you know, in Tulsa and in other parts of the U.S. where there were similar, you know, Carolina, you know, other places where they all had, they had similar communities that were founded by rich melanated folks and they had their own, you know, stuff going on, their own cities and mayors and elected officials and so on. And so it's, it, it's, I think it, it helps to really breathe life into those to those stories in a way in which you don't, didn't see. And like I said, to to write to like um, correct and clarify something that you know a textbook or or some books may say one thing, and then you get people who had those encounters and can correct and they say, hey, no, well that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> what what actually started. Yeah, what actually started it was this, and that's not who was really leading. That was the face of this situation, but it, who, the people mm-hmm. who really started it and, and got it. And this, this is how it really started because of this. And then, and it's, it's always funny, you know, some of the things that became the some of the biggest historical stories, I think, how they started mm-hmm. in, in the textbooks in comparison to how some people who eyewitnesses say they started it's quite interesting. It's quite unique, and yeah. sometimes it's kind of funny of of why some things why some things started. You know, some things started in ways in which that had nothing really to do with what they evolved into. And so I think right like that is real interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, I see we got a call up, so let's bring this call in. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Nice. Yes, Maze. Welcome to the show. Well, uh, Cloud, you are having a very interesting conversation today. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Maze? <laughs> okay. But you see, sometimes you try to tell people things, and they get upset about things that you lived, you see, and you had other people that was there, but they want to argue with you about a book, that the book is not right, or, or you can't have no evidence about what you got. But you have the evidence, the human evidence that you can see with your own eyes, could touch and hear the story, and they can take you to part of the story where it happened. It. And then you have some will take the book, and the book is a, is the truth. Just because somebody wrote a book and said it was true, and they're gonna make it true because they want it to be. And if everybody don't believe that book, you get upset. Mhm. But well, if you take I mean, your truth, you, you, only thing you can do. Is just give your side of the story. You know, you you know that's like you can't make anyone uh, say. Um, you know, you can't make anyone uh, believe what you tell them. You know, but okay. uh, as long as you shared it, as long as you shared it, it is what it is. Yes. You know, you like I was saying earlier, like, like I was saying earlier in the show. You know, you may tell that same story to ten different. On young people, but if just that one, if just one of them, you know, heed and listen to you, then you succeeded. You succeeded. Well, because there's always going to be at least one. Well, it's going to be at least one, but you don't have to convince somebody just because of your belief. You don't need to be trying to convince no. somebody with it. If you ain't got no proof with it, if you got some proof with it, it's truth. The truth speaks for itself. Right. Well, I mean, if you lived it, you shouldn't have to prove it. <laughs> I mean, well, some people that live it, they gotta prove it too. 
Well, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, everybody has. You know what? That's the thing. Everybody has free will. So yeah. you know, like, I can choose. I can choose to believe you, or I can choose to say, mm-hmm. "Oh, this you full of crap and gone about my business." You know, everybody has free will. Yeah, they get huh? mad and out of whack, and that people get mad and out of whack. I mean, it's like the Tuskegee experiment. I did not know that they had women in the experiment until I talked to one of the women that was involved in it. I'm like, they, everybody in the world that wrote the book thought it was just me, but it was women too. And one of my grandmother's best friends, she died from whatever they did to her by being in the experiment. Mm-hmm. But if you tell somebody that wrote that book, they're going to tell you, like, you don't know what you're talking about. And how it even mm. started and the things that they had to do, go through the church, and, and that some people had bad blood and how they got some of them there. And I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is not in the book. And then, like I say, the no. people that are gardening now, the people that think they know how to garden now, they don't know nothing about gardening, but they're going to teach you how to garden when you already know how, and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but then you're going to okay. get hot just because I don't want to take it, because you don't want to take it because I say you don't know what the ending is up. I don't want to hear that. I've heard that, but you ain't proved it to me. And if I go plant a garden and show you how to do it the right way, what can you say? Sometimes it's better to show people the evidence than to try to prove the evidence to them or give them the evidence when you don't have them yourself. But if you got them yourself, well, you can give well, it to somebody see, and else. That's, well, see, that's the thing, Maze. You should never be trying to prove anything. You know, well, that's all thing you can do, do is put all the thing you can do is put it out there. You know, mm-hmm. because once you start trying to prove stuff, then yeah, you know, it's it's no that's a no win situation. But you, know, you put it out there, would you put put it out there and leave it alone, huh? or you just keep doing it over? Should you put it out there and leave it alone, or you just keep doing it over and over and over again? Well, it depends on. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, if you if you presenting it to the same person over and over again, and you hitting a hitting a a, a, a wall, why would you keep, okay. continue to do that? That's what I'm saying. But that's no. what some people no, some people have saying, that way, if, and then just get upset. Well, I mean, people gonna get upset. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's there's, there's people there's so. plenty of people that walk around with closed minds, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, that are determined. You know, what they know is what they know, and that's all they need to know. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's nothing I wrong like with that. This. That's their choice. Yeah, yeah, that's but you shouldn't choice. get upset with you shouldn't get upset with people about their beliefs. You should just let them have their beliefs, and, and if somebody don't like it, take that and go on about your business and find somebody that do, and y'all get in the group together and y'all discuss it. But don't get upset with other people because they don't have that same belief that you do. You know, and, and then if you don't have no, if you got some proof, that doesn't make a thing. You know, that goes back to to the conditioning aspect of society. You know, being being conditioned forever to say there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. And when when you when there come the conversations and things like that, you know. I won that conversation, you know. You understand what I'm saying? When it shouldn't, it shouldn't even come to that. You know, when you have a conversation, you should be, it should be somewhat of, a, depending on what the conversation is, an exchange of ideas. You know, something for you to think about, something for them to think about. You know, not one trying to just trying to outdo the other. And and, no, and sadly to say, sadly to say, in 99 percent of conversations held. Especially by adults, that is the, what the case is. Yeah, and then they have and the conversation about young. Huh? And then you have they have the conversation about the young and the old. If you haven't dealt with any old people, and you're just young and you're just like that, you don't think the old people 
to be here and she'll be there. That's where you learn most of everything you need to know. Because I'm glad I hung around old people. And I learned a whole lot. I agree. I agree. That I can't get from a book. And I saw a whole lot that I can't get from a book. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, the elders are walking, the elders are walking historical. History books. Yeah, Yeah, history books. That's what they are. Because some of the books about us were destroyed. That was done by people who looked like us. Somebody else took it and made it their way of how it was supposed to be done. Because I got, somebody got mad with me about Rosa Parks when they were talking about her on the bus. And I said, she wasn't the first one. And somebody got upset that she was the first one, and it was two more before her, and they both are still living. And somebody got upset with me about that. I said, why are you getting upset? Yeah, that's exactly. I'm just giving you a fact, and you can live with it or not. And the way it happened between the two of those women, it didn't happen to Rosa. Mm. So I, but I don't get upset with people about things, uh, I mean, when it comes to a conversation, because you're just having a conversation. So mm-hmm. you can just move on to the next one and do it that way. But when it comes to old people, mm-hmm. I love old people and I love young ones too. And I like to sit down and have a conversation with them too. That's how I learn things about them and today's technology. Because if it didn't, I'd be lost. They're looking at it and being afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's those, that's those exchanges. That. Yeah, that's those exchanges. And, and I, I've always I've always felt like um, – Written written documentation is 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 just an extension of the historical um, format that people used to use by just you know the griots and the people who used to tell stories and everybody used to retain information by having a person mm-hmm. or a few people in the family who just memorized a certain amount of knowledge and then they exchanged it because there was a time when people couldn't uh, communicate to each other in the the dialect in which people were using in that particular nation. Like, for example, you know, those who were brought in from the Atlantic slave trade, there were those, there were some who couldn't, who didn't use writing, as you guys already know. And so when you, when you have those cultural exchanges are an innate part of our, our culture, you know, we, we've always, like you said, we've always had books, textbooks became companions to what we were already doing. We already had the benefit of having, you know, sitting at the feet of our elders and listening to them. And like you said, and then you, and and it was a cultural exchange. It was, you know, elders teaching young and young teaching them stuff about their, their experiences as youth. And so they, they had that, that exchange with each other and they were, they both benefited uh, from those exchanges. And, And all we, all we know, if you just look at any any child that comes up when they come up under under elders and they they're intentional about seeking after them for information and to and, and staying under their feet to listen, uh, they typically those are some of the most forward thinking younger people because people always make assumptions of their mature say they sound more mature and things of that nature. It's typically uh, you know a foreshadowing of yes this must be a, a, a young person who. Who was around and benefited from being around elders, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, we was talking. I was talking to a young man the other night. I was telling him about New York and the places that I've been. He said, "I've been all my life and I ain't never been to none of those places." I said, "Yeah, you go to some states and people live there, never been to see the sites in the, in, the, in the place they live, and then you have people visit and they go see all the sites and you sitting here talking about it and you don't know nothing about it." 
but the person that don't live there know a whole lot about your state that you were born in and lived in, but you don't. Because you never left or either to leave the state that you live in to go learn about. I do people the same way. I like to learn about people from different countries, not only the one that I live in. And when you hear crazy people trying to spread stuff about them that they don't understand, never talk to them, never communicate with them to see how they operate from where they came. Hmm. But you always got a comment or something to say about what they do and how they do things, and you don't know. Because I hear that every day. I'm like, that's not the way they do that. And then a lot of them you talk to, you have a lot in common in what they did in, 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 in the 60s and stuff. And they family did it too. And it's like, well, y'all did that? Well, we did too. And like chickens walking in the yard and different things like that. And when they didn't have grass, they used to sweep the yard with the, with the broomstick. Mm. And they did that in their country. And a lot of things that they have, we have in common. But we don't never sit down and have the conversation to see. Good. Very good. Very good. That's true, Mace. I, I have nothing to add to that. That's, that is so true. Yeah. So, <laughs> Especially <laughs> about the part where you go and you, you visit somebody else's state and you tell them everything they got in, and they be like, really? You go and do that to some people's city. They be like, really? I didn't know that was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I, I do understand that. I do. And but uh, it all starts with a conversation, though. Yeah. It's not an argument, a conversation. Yeah. And everybody stay happy. You know, if you don't like it, tell the person you don't like it and keep on going. That's what, I mean, that's what, that's what, I mean, when I'm having a conversation, that's what I would like to do. But sometimes the conversation just get all out of whack and then you don't get nothing out of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes that happens. Because you can't never hear the greatest story that never been told if you don't get it from the people that participated in it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Very interesting point there. All right, we got what seven minutes left, so we'll get on, get up out of here. Um, since you're on the one on the line, mate, you got some last words. You know, you missed them yesterday because you get cut off. I mean, Friday. Oh, that's what I know. Yeah, they were cutting me off. Somebody was cutting me off, but that didn't bother me. I said, I have another day. I'm always going to call if I'm around. <laughs> just like I told you, oh. I was in your state on Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Talk. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. And clean on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And I'll tell you what okay. area I was in the next time I talk to you, and you know I've been there. <laughs> so you and Clyde have a good oh. one. Nice conversation. All right. Okay. Yeah, you too, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have mercy. All right, Cloud. Um, any last words? Man, just everybody enjoy their weekend. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the week. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, I think weekend. We, That's right. Huh? We back on. I'll yeah. be back on Friday because I'm trying to remember what day is. What date is Friday? No, no, no. We not. We gonna. We Friday not gonna is be here like Friday. Christmas, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. we're not gonna be here. Nobody be listening yeah, to us think... anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. I'm going to lose myself in some football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. Man, it's been good. But I tell you, it's been a long time since I had to do a monologue that long. Well, I tell you, I still got it. <laughs> but anyway, thank y'all for joining us today, man. It's been fun. Um, uh, 
just remember, man, just keep the lines of communication open. We if we get we solve it from start from the inside, work out, we'd be all right. Um, just remember keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, make sure you forgive yourself first. Biggest best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. Um, we won't be here Friday, but we'll be back next Monday. All right? For those that wanna know. Okay, we're gonna try this song of the day one more time and see if it's gonna play right. If not, uh we'll see y'all next Monday. Enjoy your week. All right, I'm out. Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.